Are you a business leader with a growth mindset? Do you want to change the way you approach your life and your business? Then welcome to the Pro Growth Podcast. My name is Dan, and my goal is to provide you with the information and resources that help you make informed choices and discover the direction you should go. In this episode, I'm joined by Ryan Smeltz of the Business and Brews Show. Ryan and Gavin Vinson started the business. Uh, Ryan Smeltz and Gavin Vinson, I apologize, Ryan, started the Business and Brews Show over a year ago. Business and Brews focuses on getting the word out about small businesses located in the greater Raleigh area and spotlights local North Carolina breweries. Ryan and Gavin met with Nick of Trek CBD and partnered with them, to, which initially led them to space to host their show. But through the pandemic, they've been able to transition to a virtual platform, which has enabled even more conversations. Thanks to everyone involved, they are now live Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. They also host the After Brews and How to Build a Business in a Pandemic on those platforms as well. And their audio can be found on Amazon, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's been a long road, and they've had a long way to go, but it's super fun, and they're getting there. Ryan, thanks so much for joining me today, and welcome to the Pro Growth Podcast. Absolutely, Dan. Thanks so much for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I had a conversation with, uh, with another guest last week that kind of led to how all of this came about. So I'll talk about that really quickly and um, get to the heart of the conversation that I'd, like to, I'd really like to have with you today. And um, it, it, last week, I, I hosted Crystal Prophet, who's actually one of my podcast mentors, coaches. And our conversation last week was all about getting started. And that led me to thinking about, man, how many people out there are struggling with just taking that initial leap to move into something that is fulfilling, rewarding, um, and purposeful in their life, in their business, and it fits right in with the, with the, the concept of this show. Um, so I posted on Facebook, and I was amazed at the response. Ryan, of course, you were one of the, one of the first to jump in there. So I'm, I'm really glad to have this conversation with you. So I'd like to know, Ryan, you want to tell us a little bit about your journey and, and you know, kind of where you came from, what led you to what you're doing right now? Yeah, man. Uh, so. Out, out the gate, Dan, first of all, thanks so much for having me again. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, and I, I, uh, <laughs> I have a confession to make. As soon as I saw that and I, I opted to, to be on the show, you sent me the link. I looked it up. I was like, I didn't know he had a podcast. Uh, I listened to podcasts on uh, two times the speed. And so I finished every episode in a matter of like one or two days. And, uh, and then I was upset cause I didn't have any more and I love it, man. And I heard your first episode and you are the opposite of me, like 100% where you take strategic approaches to things. And you talked about getting started I'm the guy that I always tell people, if you tell me to go dig a hole, I'm going to start digging with my hands and yell at somebody and say, give me a shovel because I'm, I'm just, I'm going to fail forward as, as was mentioned in, in one of your episodes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank, thanks so much. I'm super excited about this. Um, but basically Dan, uh, I, I was born in Pennsylvania, grew up in North Carolina, um, you know, raised in a pretty typical family, you know, and when I graduated high school, I, I tried out college for a year and I tell people that, uh, I found out they wanted me to pay for it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> t- 
tired of working a job um, and then having no money. I uh, I met with a recruiter, ended up joining the Army. It was something I had always thought about, discussed, even met with other branches. But yeah. I was in the Army for 10 years, uh, got uh, one 15-month-long deployment in uh, to Iraq, got, uh, got stationed in Germany for two years. So I got to see all of Europe. Uh, phenomenal experience. Tons of travel opportunity, education, leadership development. Um, and uh, many, many people don't actually know this about me, um, but I actually got chaptered out of the Army. And one of the reasons why I like bringing that up is because I believe that was the first point, Dan, where I learned a very difficult lesson that I've learned many times since then. Um, and that was even told to me by my parents, which is you are who you hang out with. Oh, man. So the, the getting chapter, which I, I got a general under honorable condition, so it didn't sure. really make a difference, but, um, the, the culminating effect of me making certain choices and choosing to not necessarily take responsibility for my actions ended, ended up ending my career earlier than anticipated because I was going to retire. Um, tried for three years after I got out to get back in, uh, even had a conversation recent, recently with a recruiter again, wow. um, just cause it was like casual, you know, and, and she was like, Oh, I can totally get you back in. And I'm like, uh, uh, all right, well, we'll see. But, um, anyways, that's where I, I was pretty sure my, uh, professional career was over. Um, wow. you know how it is, you know, you're never going to work at McDonald's. So I'm like, all right. Uh, had a job as a server while I was in. So when I got out, um, which fun side note, I actually got the official word on the chapter um, seven hours after I was supposed to ETS. I oh, showed wow. up to to get my DD-214 and leave. They called me in the office, sent me away, told me to come back at 1400. So I came back. And so I worked as a, a waiter at a restaurant which um, I absolutely love that. It's face, basically face-to-face -face sales uh, and customer service, and I love doing that. Anytime I'm in a place where I'm not sure what's going on or maybe if I was in dire straits and needed a job, I would go be a waiter at a restaurant because it's phenomenal. And I, I think uh, it, there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. But um, then I did uh, <laughs> three or four years ago when I started – podcasting, I, I put out an episode called, uh, I got fired. And that basically goes through this, uh, confusing path that I met with after I got out of the army of getting fired, quitting, getting fired, quit, getting fired, mm. quit. Uh, I was, uh, I worked at restaurants. I worked in the trades. Um, I worked for nonprofit. I eventually ended up in a face-to-face -face full commission sales position. And, um, you talked about taking the leap and, you know, there's been many ups and downs since then, and there were plenty before, but I believe that position, which I did for about a year and a half, um, really led me to a spot where I was like, well, you know, owning a business is really just like full commission sales. So if I can do this, I, I can do it. It's, you know, if you, it, you, you eat what you kill, so to speak. Sure. So, uh, that's where I also learned about Gary Vaynerchuk, started listening to him. And I think it was a internal cultural shift with me where I was kind of born and bred 
you know, you go to school, you get a job, um, you do that until you die, yeah. uh, so to speak. And, and I started to realize that, you know, my, my decisions is what contributes to my outcome. Not, not, you know, whatever I was told or whatever I was brought up as, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes uh, so much sense. And, you know, I, I talk a little, first of all, thanks so much for, for your comments about listening to my podcast. Uh, uh, it means a lot to me personally, um, because this journey for me has been all about some of the things that you've said as well. It, 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 you know, you've just unpacked, well, you didn't unpack it all, but you just threw out a, a, a huge amount of nuggets in what you've just unfolded there for us. And, and there's just so much in that. I want to start with the, the, point that you made about, you know, we are, or we become who we associate with. And that's, you know, I've had that conversation with so many people in coaching and in, you know, just conversations that, um, you know, they start feeling bad because certain people have disassociated themselves from their circles. And I feel like the more we grow in a positive manner, the more we're, our circles will change and we start attract. I can't help but think of the law of attraction. We start to attract the people who we need the most right now. And those will continue to transition. It's about those relationships and how we establish them though, that make all the difference for our future. So that by itself was huge, but then you, you threw out a, a whole bunch more. Um, and I appreciate you sharing all of that. It, the lesson learned in, in the, the trial and error, I'm curious, what, what did it take for you to recognize, uh, I'm hearing just some sense of lack of fulfillment in your work and in the things that you were doing in that progression. Um, when you moved into sales, that, that full-time commission sales position, what was it there that allowed you to recognize um, in yourself that that was something that you felt good at? Um, so that's a, that's a really good question, Dan. Um, basically it, I think it was a culmination of holding several different positions and having worked, uh, in the, in the trades, I wor worked for a plumbing company as an apprentice. And so I would go to work and I made, plenty of money. I mean, my brother now owns his own plumbing company and mm. you know, he does very, very well. He's a high school dropout and, uh, has three or four technicians, you know, built his own house. Uh, very, very impressive kid. Um, just proving that school doesn't mean anything, but that's, I, I digress. Um, <laughs> the, the going to work in that, position and being paid hourly and making good money and then seeing overtime and making even more money. I'm like, okay. So, but, but what happened there is like, you know, one time it snowed reasonably well for North Carolina. And so we didn't work that day or maybe the day after. And then sometimes there was a ton of work and I was working, you know, 60 hours a week and making really good paychecks. And then other times I'd get lucky to hit 30 and I'm like, okay, so all this is like, it doesn't really matter what I do because I'm just paid for my time. Mm. So if that's the case, I'd rather work inside. 
Um, so <laughs> it actually, uh, I wrecked my motorcycle. I got a DWI after I got out of the army and I wrecked my motorcycle. And I broke my leg. So wow. it was not my decision necessarily to leave that position, but it was a very, very happy accident. Um, once again, a culmination of the decisions that I made to get to a certain point to cause myself problems. Okay. And caused me to look for another job because his boss was like, well, you have broke leg. I can't do anything with you. And I was like, all right, well, you know, it'll be healed X, Y, Z. So what if I look for another position? He was like, as long as it doesn't conflict with the non-compete. So I went looking. Yeah. I got a call from a company that was inside face-to-face sales and i was like all right so uh it was uh the non-weight bearing bone in my leg so Mm. i I actually on a broken leg took on a position where we basically had to stand for eight to 12 hours a day and do face-to-face commission sales and when it it's the way that this position was presented because dan if any of us before we were entrepreneurs, business owners, or even in a sales position, walked into a company for an interview and they said, all right, um, you're going to talk to a ton of people all day, but if you don't make any sales, then you go home with no money. We'd be like, nah, probably good. So (laughs) the way it was presented to me, I was like, you can do it. Like I can do, I was in the army. I can do this. Yeah. So uh, I just went at it and I started to realize I like people. It's basically the same as waiting tables. Waiting tables, at least in the state of North Carolina, you get like two thirteen an hour, right? Two fifteen if you're lucky, you know. So all your money is made from tips. Well, people don't tip you if they don't like you, and people that buy from you in sales buy from you because they like you. At the time, I was selling uh, internet, TV, and phone service. Mm. Okay. You can literally get that anywhere. Oh, yeah. That's competitive. Why, why Why would anyone buy it from me? But I was very successful at it. And that's when I started to realize it was just interpersonal communication skills and leadership skills I learned in the Army being fine-tuned. And so it's like, okay. And then I heard Gary V. I always give him credit for getting me started on an entrepreneur journey because I heard him talk about him and his brother going out and scanning himself with an app and selling it on the internet. And I was like, I want to do that. And I have, I still have no idea how to get money like grants. I know grant writing is a very, very complicated process. Um, I have no idea how to get funding, like putting together a business plan and professionally presenting it to an institution to be like, Hey, give me a loan, you know, but I do know how to bootstrap the crap out of something. Well, and, and that's impactful all by itself. Absolutely. And, and it was a hard lesson to learn, but that, that position right there and hearing Gary V talk about that. And then just, you know, I told you before I'm a doer. So I downloaded the app. I went at it. I started with 20 bucks and I was like, all right, it's working. I can probably do this. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. So I, I hear a lot of similarities, you know, because I've, I've started shifting back into doing more coaching because I realized that I enjoy having productive conversations and, and with people. And, you know, productive can mean a lot of different things. And it does on a day-to-day basis. The conversations change. But 
I enjoy that connection with people. I, I actually believe, if you listen to my episodes, you might have heard it, but I actually believe that that's one of the things missing that actually prior to the pandemic started leading to a significant revitalization of most downtown historic areas throughout our country. Um, yeah. That lack of connection and personal experience. And uh, so I, I'm just something I've been I've been pondering, if you will, lately is just how kindness plays a part in that role. What do you think about that, Ryan? Um, I, I mean, I agree with that. Uh, it's, it's interesting how you brought that up because I, I, I did hear that episode and I thought it was interesting. That was the first time I ever heard anybody say, yeah, big box is dying. And I'm like, Holy smokes. He's right. And when you described it, I was like, that makes, that makes total sense because there is like, I live, I live in downtown Raleigh basically. Mm -hmm. And there's Holly Springs and apex, uh, near here. I think apex was like the number one city to live in a few years ago. And the downtown areas and the mom and pop shops, um, are, are the ones that, are thriving or at least especially pre pandemic, right. you know, we're, we're thriving. And, and I honestly believe that's what it is. It's that personal face to face interaction. And I think in a situation like that, because I I've held other sales positions since the one I talked about, one of them was B2B and there is nothing a business owner hates more than somebody coming in their door to sell them. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> We, if, if I walk in a business owner's door, you know, with my binder and a suit and tie on and say, Hey, I sell, uh, X, Y, and Z, would you like to buy from me? And all of them will say no. And I'll go home broke. Right. But we walk in number one with an icebreaker. And then number two, you know, something about like, Oh, Christmas just happened. How was your Christmas? Did you get what you wanted from Santa? And then move into building a relationship with this individual. And it doesn't really matter if it's the gatekeeper or the business owner, but the point I'm getting at, Dan, is you brought up kindness and I believe, you know, care and kindness and empathy kind of all go hand in hand there. If I walked into a business to sell them a product and I didn't actually care about them or their business, then number one, they're going to smell the sale on me and, and get rid of me as quickly as possible. And number two, I'm not going to close. Um, and I'm not going to be able to find that right fit because the truth is like, I, I don't really care if I close the sale or not with each individual business owner. Of course, I want to close for the day, but if I come to someone and I'm, I'm not providing them with a better product or service or saving them money, then it may not be a good fit. And I believe that kindness that you brought up is, is what really helps someone determine that and also keeps them from being that, that pushy salesman. So actually asking questions about someone's business. And I mean, I think that goes, you know, both ways for the business owners with their customers as well. If you walked into a mom and pop store and all they did was like, Hey, welcome, make sure you buy something or get out. Then that would be super abrasive and kind of awkward, but (laughs) You know, most places, I mean, I I was, when I was in B2B sales, I was going in 40 to 60 businesses a day. And these, we're talking all small businesses, Dan. 
the product I sold was catered to small businesses. And these places, they have candles lit, especially like I was doing it over Christmas time. Mm. At one point, it was phenomenal. They had candles lit, uh, the coffee shops. They would be back there roasting. Um, so many of the people that we talked to, and this is, this speaks volumes to why these people are successful in business. So many of them were just so nice. How mm. can I help you? You know, maybe they're working on something, so they're busy, but they still acknowledge you. And then we get involved in conversations. It was so much fun, but I think that the kindness that you just talked about is what, what really plays into that and, and really helps the people who are successful be successful. I, that's so good. And, and I'll just, I'll add to that just a tad, because this is something I told you, it's, I've just been, it's been weighing on me and I've been thinking about it. I've had numerous conversations because I see over the past year, all of the businesses who have struggled and all of the businesses who have complained about all of the things that are happening throughout the pandemic. And then I've also talked to lots of businesses who have thrived throughout the pandemic. And the one thing that stands out to me is that they are all people who are willing to lead with their heart and with kindness first. And they have all been successful. And some of them proclaimed um, their best year ever was through the pandemic. Uh, and I find it fascinating. But I, I believe that that's the number one thing I see that stands out is just their kindness, their willingness to serve other people um, in a selfless fashion. And those are all characteristics that we didn't exactly bring up. But those who are veteran friendly or familiar with the veteran community know that those are characteristics that are instilled in us um, when we first sign up. And, you know, maybe maybe there are things that happen to us that cause us to lose our way a little bit. Um, you mentioned the chapter, and I, I don't know all the details, but uh, you mentioned that, you know, you kind of just lost your way a little bit, and, and it all came back. What I'm seeing and, and the things that you're doing now appear to be selfless and, and kindness-generated. Um, and so I think that's a great transition point to tell me, how did it, how did you end up hosting the shows that you're hosting now? What led you to those things, Ryan? And and how has that um, been for you so far? Yeah, uh, great great question again. Um, and and I I agree with everything you said uh, about you know the businesses leading with their hearts. Uh, I think that's an interesting way of putting it. But uh, so basically, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I heard Gary V talk about scanning stuff and uh, I went and did it. And that's the, you know, the, the start of my business was basically just arbitrage. So <laughs> selling products on the internet, that was pretty much it. And that was, I think 2016 or so is about when I got started. Um, and, and so at one point I was like, well, uh, Gary V talks about it. People hear him. And then I was doing research. I'm like getting on YouTube, trying to learn how to use this software or do this thing or automate this process. Um, and I'm finding very helpful videos from other people like me. Mm. Man, these are not experts. These are not the people I was watching. Of course, you have some. You have the fake gurus who claim to be millionaires or, and aren't. You have the, the small time guy, you know, but 
I would stumble across them and it'd be some lady holding her cell phone, recording a video with like you talked about in some of your episodes where you don't have the fanciest equipment holding the camera over the printer saying you push this button and then you push this button. And I was able to accomplish the task I wanted to accomplish. So I was like, maybe I should put out content uh. and I didn't know how, and I don't remember how I stumbled across uh, anchor is the platform we use mm-hmm. to broadcast our uh, podcast. And then since then I've learned about RSS feeds, but so I started a show and I called it the retail tale. And uh, after I worked a 1099 job from home for eight bucks an hour, uh, I was like, well, I'm going to go full force into my own thing. Cause you know, after taxes making like $5 an hour, wasn't really worth my time. Right. And, uh, you know, with Amazon FBA, I was able to automate fulfillment. So I was able to make plenty of money doing that on the side. So went full time, had a super crappy laptop that I was trying to render videos on and thought I was going to do one video a day and editing and rendering turned out to be a three day process. So I was like, (laughs) all right, well, but, uh, I, I started putting out, just cranking out content as soon as possible and putting it up. Um, and uh, so eventually, uh, I would say, uh, I think it was 2019, um, probably around July is when Devin came to me. I met him through the Amazon stuff. He, uh, he had set up an automated, um, online arbitrage uh, business model to fund his real estate school Mm. and has since moved into, I think mortgage uh, broker position. Yeah. Um, So, so he got, he got licensed on all of that automating Amazon and we were in a meetup together. And so of course we talk on and off and we do referrals. So he's like showing a house to a client. And he calls me and I'm in Charlotte and he's like, Hey, do you know anybody that does this? I'm like, oh. and we get together for coffee sometimes with one of our other buddies and just discuss like, how are things going? Where are you seeing successes? You know, at one point, do you need help with something? So our, our other friend is like doing Facebook ads and he wants to help Gavin get leads yeah. because he wants to experiment with it. And he's like, I'll do it for you at ad cost if you let me, and then we can see how it goes. So it, it was great. It was a great relationship. And so eventually he comes to me and I'm doing the retail tale as inconsistently as possible. And, uh, <laughs> he says, uh, Hey, we're, um, we're kind of opposite, but we both have a lot of value what if we did a show together and called it business and brews? And so obviously the conversation wasn't that short, but we got started. And when, when we did that, uh, I said, well, I don't know if I can, basically the way I interpreted it is, uh, he was offering me free help. Um, I was like, I can't do this and my show on the side. So what if we just rebrand my show? And I would like to say that was a good idea. Not a hundred percent because of the following I had. Uh-huh. Um, we, we've seen ups and downs, but we rebranded as the business and Bruce show, uh, started recording. Um, obviously, you know, fast forward a year or so we met, uh, Nick with Trek CBD. He said, well, what if you just hold the show here and then, you know, we can help you, you can help us and we'll figure it out. It was a really good relationship. 
Uh, it also brings in a lot of businesses and business owners that now get to meet us and get to meet Nick and Nick gets to meet with them. We actually had a, a pastor slash a youth mentor on at one point runs a runs his own show on Sundays uh, called the, the bro code. And uh, he <laughs> has written a children's book um, and he does something similar. He interviews successful people, yeah, you know, on his show, but he wrote a children's book and uh, Nick, is very very small one, but Nick let him put copies of that and some other things in his store, so I nice. thought that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, then uh, you know, once once we got that up and running, we decided to do another segment because we go live every Sunday. Right. We decided to do another segment called the After Brews, so that basically created another show. Um, and then. Nick came to me and was like, Hey, we, you know, should do something else. I, I think we both have a lot of knowledge and that's how we came up with the idea of uh, how to build a business in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, once we transitioned to a virtual platform, I have held so many conversations with veterans that um, I thought it might be a good idea to uh, start a veteran talk show. And so that's what I called it. So um, we are in, in the recording stages right now, none of that is live. Awesome. But our tentative launch is March 1st for Veteran Talk Show, um, which is probably going to be one of the most offensive shows I've ever done. Um, <laughs> but if you if, if you go to uh, VeteranTalkShow.com and you click on resources, um, I'm super excited. I talked to Richard Kaufman, and he let me put his stuff up there. Nice. And so because of the the content we are going hardcore into supporting uh veteran uh recovery from addiction uh sexual harassment and assault uh victims and things of that nature so if if anyone has anything that they want me to put on the resources page just reach out to me and so now um i mean with that i think i have four shows that i do yeah on a fairly consistent basis that's awesome. Well, and and I have to point out that there was just I heard so much of just starting with what you have in there, the you know, just doing the videos with what you have and and jumping in, learning as you go. And and I understand uh we chatted just a bit before we started recording today. You're you're also preparing to launch um, a, a course on how to leverage Zoom, Zoom, if I could speak properly. Um, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So it's, it's really just to give me practice. And uh, I have worked with people who, you know, they're like, Ryan, how do you do this with Zoom? Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll practice putting together a course and create content that at least a couple people want to see. Um, and so I'm, learning a lot about basically the outline. I would say, Dan, I mentioned this before about how you and I are like opposite that I'll just go fall down the hill real quick. (laughs) And you're like, okay, how do we approach this? Um, I, I am learning how to take a step back and be a little bit more patient. So I've got a spreadsheet that creates like a templated outline. Uh So I outline the course and then in that I can, if I want to, I can script each section create quizzes and stuff like that. But I think my, I have two hopes there. Uh, number one is that I create some reasonably quality content that people would actually enjoy. 
uh, right. watching that has good sound quality video and is helpful. And number two, that the people who take advantage of it, cause I'm, I'm just going to give it away for free so that I can, you know, get some feedback, um, that the people who take the course actually, uh, learn something from. No, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and, and so <laughs> any idea when you're going to publish that course content? And uh, you said you're going to give it away. So uh, where can we go? Where can we go to sign up when it's available? Yeah. So uh, when I put it up, um, I'm probably going to put it on Udemy because I know they have the option to provide it for free. Yeah. Um, and even if they were to take that away, I believe I can provide a discount code. Um, but uh, the easiest way for anyone to reach out to me, Dan, is probably ryansmeltz.com. Um, I don't, there's no uh, SSL on that or www, so just http colon slash slash ryansmeltz.com. Okay. Um, but that's that's got my email, my Facebook, everything on it, so they can reach out. Um, and as soon as I have the content up, I'll let you know and get you the info for it. Um, I, I would like to give you a solid deadline, but with that uh, new podcast <laughs> launching on March 1st, uh, I would say I would have the Zoom course finished maybe in the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, no, I won't hold you to that deadline. I get it. You yeah. sounds like you've got a lot of great <laughs> things happening, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of them come about. It, it, you know, you mentioned the, the veteran uh, talk show and and one I think it's a wonderful concept and I'll have to say that just being a veteran and being part of that community that um, there may be some discussions that pro that are going to happen there that people may not uh, or may want to be selective about listening to just those experiences sometimes we get together and we we talk trash in a way that I think I feel that the general population just doesn't relate to often. And so language aside, those experiences may not be relatable to other people, but it's certainly something if people are looking for an education on the veterans' experiences or gaining insights into any of that world um, would be a good place to go. And I say this all the time about Gary V. Uh, I think Gary V has an amazing message. He's, he's you know, he, he's encouraging people every day to take steps in the direction that they're trying to go, which is kind of what I'm all about. Um, you have to get past his language to hear his message because his language is very bold and uh, not what I really want to entertain on my own podcast. But, you know, that's a personal choice. And it's also a personal choice to tune out if I if I don't like what he has to say. But again, the message is important to me. I think it's important to a lot of people. And so I listen to him as well. And I'm encouraged by many of the things he talks about. Yeah. So Ryan, um, I, I, we're about out of time, so I'm going to wrap us up right there, but I'm so grateful to have you on the show. And I know that there's lots more conversation we could have. I'm fascinated with the brewery side of things just because I like a good beer at a good brewery. And um, I, I may have to come visit you in North Carolina before I move to Florida. <laughs> yeah, but um, I really appreciate all the insights. I appreciate you sharing your journey with us. And um, any any last uh, parting tips that you would offer to my community or yours? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just going to reinforce a message I, I think has probably been mentioned throughout your show, Dan, and and that's just do it, whatever it is. 
I, I think this was actually mentioned uh, on one of your episodes. Per- perfection is procrastination in disguise. Yeah. And uh, I, I am reading, uh, I've, I have, <laughs> I'm reading John Acuff's books backwards, but he wrote finish, yeah. which is basically just about how you can finish something, cutting your goals in half and stuff like that. But he also wrote a book called start. And I think that's extremely important because whatever it is, whatever you have in mind. And you mentioned this, I think on your first episode, you, you have information inside of you and value inside of you that needs to come out. And by you not taking action on that, you're robbing someone else of that opportunity to learn, to listen and to gain that value. So whatever it is, if you want to write a book, if you want to do a podcast, you want to get on YouTube and, and people can reach out to me because I, I know podcasts can be a little bit more challenging uh, for someone. So if they have questions about uh, streaming live or, or even recording this type of stuff, just just put the content out because people need it. Oh, man. So good. Thanks for reinforcing that. And again, I appreciate your support. I appreciate you being here today. So um, I'll put all the links uh, to the books and resources mentioned in today's show and how to contact Ryan in the show notes and links. Um, So be sure to look for him there. Uh, As always, reach out to me, reach out to Ryan, ask questions, do good things. So thanks for joining us today. I hope you join us next, next time so together we can help more people better. Thanks again, Ryan.